This is reposted. Hello, and welcome to Reposted. In the next few moments, we'll be breaking down a post that we have found to be inspiring, interesting, or otherwise entertaining. Quotes that catch our eye and we feel are worth a deeper look. Thank you for stopping by. I don't like to do this often, but I am today because our guest is so wonderful. I'm going to use the force and do this interview blindfolded. So I'm just going to go ahead and go blindfolded for our interview today. Can you hear me? Can, yeah, can no, I, we can't it, even hear him. Siri, you know what? I'm going to not go blindfolded. <laughs> <laughs> he is one of our favorites here on the Reposted podcast. He is the sole proprietor of the Football and Football podcast. Uh, he is also the sole proprietor of the How I Made Myself That Way podcast. He's also... The godfather of my cat, Tito. He is the one and only Brandon Noble on his annual monthly visit with here on Reposted. It's how do you work with this, Andrew? How do you? I mean, do you ever just like at some point you just go uh, call your producer up and say you can't? You got to give me some talent. Every day is a little little surprise. It's like when I open my advent calendar. I don't know what I'm going to get, Larry. <laughs> you're my advent calendar. Oh, that is so that true. is touching. So true. All right, we're so going to start with a- hey. No, no, before we go that way, I want to say that I heard your your episode a couple days ago and it inspired me. You both are successful. I want to put it out there right now. You may not think you're successful, but I do. Thank you. You're welcome. I, I don't receive compliments well, so I'm not no, going to say thank you. Uh, let's get going on today's idea. It comes from blogger, writer, extraordinaire, Brian Ford, who says this, the past is in your head. The future is in your hands. Now, Brandon, I'd like to start this way. One of the most powerful things that you have ever shared with me, which, and I think you're a really difficult person to be around, but the reason I love you so much is you shared this once with me. I know this, that's, it's not the best setup for this, but you shared to me that your mom used to put food out on the table. And if you didn't grab the food, there's a big chance that you wouldn't eat for the day. And that stayed with you for your entire life. You think of food as something that's uh, scarcity in a scarcity mentality, that if you don't eat it, you might not get any. And that's kind of stayed with you for your whole life. So to this quote, that's in your head. So then how is the future in your hands in regards to how you've had to live with that? Well, it's interesting because this quote, uh, I love it's attributed to this, this Brian Ford character, but ultimately it's in Winnie the Pooh. Right? This is a Winnie the Pooh quote. He says, the past is gone, the future is a mystery, today is all we have, or something like that. I was like, wait, I've heard that quote before, and I looked it up, and this dude stole it from Winnie Pooh. But it doesn't matter. It's a universal, and it's good. You pick the worst possible quote for me to talk <laughs> about. The worst. Because I am the antithesis. Every single day is an existential crisis in my life around living in the present moment, which is what this is saying. Right, because you live in the present moment, then you can sort of, he's saying you, you can grab the, the future, right? I say, hey, but what if you're a, a, a single mom with three kids living on the Serengeti, worried about a lion eating you? I mean, you know, I mean, it's easy to say when you're freaking Winnie the Pooh and you just got a honey bear tree everywhere you go and you got good friends, Tigger and all these guys. But when you're living in the reality of life, with mentally ill parents and no job and you wake up and like, how am I going to take care of my family? It's a little harder to live in the present. But it still is there. I mean, even in, as Larry would say, in the Bible, in the Gospels, somewhere it says, Larry never actually knows where it says it, but somewhere it says to not worry, right? And I think that's kind of all tied into this, to not worry. And I don't know how to do that. 
I found that when I don't have pants on, the future is wide open to me. So like Winnie the Pooh, things are better. I, I, but to me, though, like the future is in your hands. This quote, I think it's a good macro look at stuff, but you need to remember the past being like, hey, uh, if I touch this hot pan, it's going to burn me. If you uh, if that's in your head and you forget about that, like you're going to make the same history is going to repeat itself. So remember your past and be able to like look forward to the future, which I guess goes against what I normally say on this show. <laughs> but the way it that this good. the way this is worded to me, it kind of sounds like forget about the past. Everything you do moving forward is can be positive. I think it's don't dwell on negative things. But if you forget positive. Bingo. Is that a bingo square? <laughs> that's a bingo square. A positive. Look, that's at you. Bingo square. Look at you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, this is a challenging one because I think there's a difference between living in the past nostalgically. Like, oh man, when I was 18, I had it all. I was great. Life was really good then. And saying, hey, when I put my hand in the fire, it burned it. That's sort of like a, it's a systemic memory versus a nostalgic memory. And I think that he's kind of getting after the nostalgic memory. Like, oh, I just, I live in the past as opposed to saying the future's not yet. I can make of it what I want to make. Like I said about, about my mom, like I don't have to live in this scarcity mentality. The trick is how do I not live in this scarcity mentality? It's not, not, it's not, not understanding that you don't want to live there. It's how do I not live there? It's a great book called, willpower doesn't work or something like that it was written by a clemson professor just picked it up really interesting about quit trying to willpower everything through there there are things you need to do system wise to correct those things for the future just focusing on that second part of that quote brand of the future is in your hands you are a person of varied interest i've known you for a very long time you were a teacher you sold encyclopedias you were a, you've been a coach now you're a podcaster you have all sorts of varied interests how do you, when the future is in your hands and you could do whatever you want, how do you choose anything to do that you want to do? Oh, I, I think that there's something to be said about uh, analysis paralysis, though. You know, when you could do anything, you don't do anything. Like, I, I'm going to go to an Andrew Bingo Square here. It's like, just do something, right? Like, don't sit around and wait for it not to happen. Just do something. And I think that there's, that's the, for me, I heard you guys talking about the other day about why you did the podcast he was you know covid no acting stuff what well, might as well do this i think for me podcasting has been this weirdly cathartic and therapeutic process for me because i'm creating something which i like to do and, and larry you talked about you've got this sort of art versus i gotta pay the bills deal the other day i have the same thing i can't do this forever if i don't get paid but i really enjoy doing it it makes me feel like i'm actually contributing something that i'm good at whether that's true or not, it doesn't really matter. I, I, I like doing it. And I feel like it uh, adds value to the world. So right now I'm just doing it, if that makes sense. I'm doing Andrew Keller, I'm just doing it. So back to what you were saying with your mom, I think it's I, this just was occurring to me that it's interesting where the past, depending on how far back it goes, could be something that's more hardwired into you. Like if someone, if someone told me a week ago, you need to finish all, I, you need to finish all your food on your plate. Cause I ordered this at this restaurant cause I paid for it and you need to do it. It wouldn't affect me, but I have a vivid memory of being like an eight year old and my grandfather like scolding me because I ordered a plate that was too big and like forced me to finish it. And so like now that's hardwired into me. And so I think the past, well, it's in your head, like to some point or to some extent it's hardwired into you and so like understanding that 
some things, habits are harder to break. Yeah, well, I think also you just said about your grandfather, I think that, that you got to remember that people in your past sometimes are coming from a place of survival, right? So for your grandfather, I don't know, maybe he was a depression era guy. And he's like, hey, listen, man, you don't know when your next meal is going to come. That was my mom. That was my dad. You don't know when your next meal is going to come. So you got to do it now. Whereas today, we constantly work with our daughter on you do not need to finish that. It is okay. Take what you want. We, I mean, we're not, we've sort of, and, and Corey comes at it from a different place because she didn't, wasn't raised with that. I don't want to pass that along to my kid is what I'm trying to say. And I think that is how you learn from the past, but trying to give her a more positive future is really what we're trying to do. So like, that's the part you can seize. I'm not sure the mom on the Serengeti worried about getting eaten by wolves or whatever Larry's analogy of the she Serengeti has, is. She has three yeah. jobs at CVS. <laughs> three jobs at CVS on the Serengeti. Um, I, I don't know if, if you can sort of get away from the fact that you still got to live your life and you got to survive. So I don't know where that is in there, but. I, I feel like I'm getting made fun of this entire reposted podcast, but I'm going to put that aside. My favorite speech that I give to my kids all the time about food, whenever we're eating dinner, they'll be like, oh, I don't like this broccoli, whatever. I'm like, hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. We don't need to eat anything on this food. Nothing on this plate needs to go down your gullet. You just don't get dessert. Don't eat a single thing. Go to bed hungry. I don't care. You don't get dessert. And then people literally pour gas on themselves and light themselves on fire. Dessert is everything in my house. You don't eat dessert. You just get freaking crazy. Well, they are kids, right? I mean, there is a just certain saying. level of, yeah. I mean, they don't have the emotional you know, fortitude to be able to understand Dude, what you're I'm trying like, to I'm saying like, like if I put a cow tongue on the plate and I go like, well, if you don't eat it, you don't get dessert. They're like, okay, you got to do it. It's like, are you serious? You need a cow tongue to get chocolate cake? That doesn't make sense. Sorry. No, I digress. No. I mean, but they're controlling their own futures, right? A cow tongue. Wow. Well, if you want to have dinner with Brandon, please reach out. You can find us at Reposted Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Check out Brandon's podcast, Football and Football. I'm Andrew Keller for Brandon and the Monk in Tiananmen Square saying thanks for stopping by.